welcome to the Man Up God's Way podcast, a show that dives into the real, raw, and relevant issues for men in their faith, life, and community. Now, your host, Jody Birkin. Man Up God's Way podcast, call it Man Up. evening um it is march 14th and uh really excited about today's guest as i am every i'm glad to have him here and uh, we'll introduce him here in just a minute but my name is jody burkeen i'm your host and the founder of man up god's way it's a men's ministry that was uh, birthed out of a desire to see men do christianity instead of being lazy complacent and disobedient to god's word and um, early on in my Christianity, man, I was just looking, I was hungry, trying to figure out what I was supposed to do. And I really didn't have any men step up to help me out. And so God led me to one man. He happened to be the pastor of the church, the busiest man in the, the whole church. And, and he started leading me and discipling me and, uh, led me to a place to where I fell in love with the word of God. And that's how man up started. And so I'm uh, excited that you guys could join us. If you have an opportunity, please share this podcast and uh, this video podcast as it is live on Facebook and YouTube as well. Share it with your friends. Uh, we are starting to trend all over the podcast world, and uh, God is doing a mighty work here. So I want to introduce my guest, uh, my host this this uh, evening. Ben, how you doing, brother? You got Mr. Oh, hold on. I got you. Oh. I got you muted. Yep. Sorry about that. Yep, I'm glad, glad to be here. Yeah, Another glad you're Monday here. night. Couldn't wait. Uh, I'm glad you're here, Ben. <laughs> and uh, Ben has been uh, my uh, host ever since we started. This is our 11th uh, podcast this yeah. season, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm it? not as excited uh, today about today's guest as I have been in the past because he's handsomer and in better shape and younger and got more <laughs> hair and just everything more than I've got. So. You know, but we can give him a, a view of what it's going to be like you know, in the future. <laughs> that's right. That's we can right. just make his life yeah. suck right just, now. Hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just going to suck from yeah. here on out. That's so. right. Uh, but no, we're glad to glad to be here. Rusty, how you doing in the back? Doing great. Always got our production crew in the back. We got Rusty on the chat. So if yep. you have something to say uh, on Facebook or YouTube or anywhere, man, he's got you squared away. If you have any questions, please uh, to give uh, get on the chats. And if you have a question for our guest, uh, make sure you get on the chats and Rusty will help you out. He'll also post links and um, uh, topics that we talk about. So um, make sure you get on there and follow us there. Fergoza, we also have Fergoza back there. How you doing, brother? What it do? Hey, man. Um, so you got a new song coming out, correct? Yeah. Man. Okay. So Samuel Fergoza, a Fergoza, new song. Because if they look up yeah. Samuel, Fergoza, okay, just they yeah, just look, Fergoza, up, just look up. Just look up He's trying to he's trying to market. He's going to end up getting rid of his first name. It's just going to be Fergoza. Yeah. It's like Seal. I saw yeah, what he see, did with yeah, it, and I exactly. liked it, so I'm yeah. going that. When direction. you going to go to the just the symbol like Prince did? Well, I got to wait till the people know exactly where to find For me, and then I got to switch, switch it up. Then you got to switch it all okay. up again. All right. So your new song called Drunk. Drunk. Yeah. And um, you got a new you got a, a launch party coming up. I'm excited March about that. We're not okay. Yeah, March 27th and. Uh, I think I'll be there, so Thanks, I'm man. looking yeah. forward to that. I just fixed it so there's uh, there's drinking tickets and there's non-drinking tickets, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. Oh, yeah, exactly. Great <laughs> song yeah. to have while you drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So glad uh, I'll be praying for that, man. That's awesome. That's yeah. a, it's Thank a great you. song. And just so you know, it's not about 
getting drunk. It's no. about it's about what it does to you. So it's a really yeah. really good song. Yeah, when you when you think Fragosa, think like Adam Levine. Mm-hmm. That's okay. who I, I instantly think of. Okay, okay. The Maroon Five lead singer Adam Levine. That's exactly who he sounds like. He does, doesn't but, he? But 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 his songs just, especially if you're a Christian, they've got a little bit deeper meaning. Yeah, it's good. So it's good stuff. I really appreciate. Good. I like his song "Waking Up." So yeah. there's a plug for another song. Yeah. My favorite song that he did at the conference was "Waking Up." I yeah. still listen to it. I've got like three of his songs I bought on. You're gonna be Apple. happy, dude. We're shooting a music video for that Please. this weekend. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I need awesome. to get a copy of that. I love that song. That is awesome. Well, that's our production crews in the back. You won't be able to see them, but you will be able to hear them. Um, but uh, if you download it tomorrow, you'll be able be able to hear all of us and not see any of us on podcasts. Make sure you subscribe to any of the podcast platforms. We're on all of them, basically. And uh, uh, you can get our weekly uh, uploads. And now we're praying about doing um, even another another day. Or I'm personally going to try to do a, another one by myself. And, um, you know, maybe some biblical uh, teachings and stuff like that. So be praying for that. Really looking forward to it. One last plug is our merch, manupmerch.com. You can go and pick up my books, pick up some coffee, pick up some mugs. That's how we pay for this podcast. And, again, it's at manupmerch.com. Um, tell them about the Apple podcast. Uh, oh, yeah, the Apple podcast. Okay, so, um, hey, Fergoza, this light's not on right there. Got you. It's missing my pretty face here. <laughs> um, Apple Podcasts, we just broke the 100, the top 100 podcasts uh, on Apple platform. So we're really that's excited, about, excited that about that. that. And, yep. and that's huge. Um, it's going to be big time for us. And uh, God is just doing a, a mighty work. What's crazy is it, it's nothing that we're doing. Like, I, oh. I'm not I'm not doing ads. We're not doing, you know, paid posts or anything like that. It's just oh. reaching out to the to the masses. So, yeah. Um, with that being said, we've got coming up, um, we've got our special guest today, Jonathan Lutz, uh, who is a personal trainer, a Christian man, and uh, we'll be talking to him in just a second. March 21st, uh, it looks like it's just going to be me and Ben. Uh, we're going to have, uh, I, I think I'm going to work out some stuff. <laughs> Sweet. So um, I think we may have a, a theological debate. Uh, next week and, uh, <laughs> that should be fun <laughs> get to see how smart he really is and uh <laughs> we're gonna keep it in context yeah no conjecture yeah okay all right good but but some spiritualism so yeah okay there you go uh, and then march 28th we've got uh, dr jared posey i'm uh, excited about his uh sharing his testimony uh, he is one of my disciples and i've just watched him grow and um uh, excited about what he's gonna be able to share and just to to hear his testimony be really really cool he's a great so, chiropractor too yeah I and just, he's a good chiropractor yeah. i just texted him a picture of where it says march 28th dr jared Puz, and i said i can't wait <laughs> so yeah it's gonna be good and so man i'm uh really excited so here we go um ladies and gentlemen i want to introduce our guest today Jonathan Lutz from Nashville. I always call it Nash Vegas. I always thought I'd end up living there, but he's from Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, Jonathan, how you doing, brother? Doing great, doing great. Excited to to get to talk to y'all tonight. Man, I'm I'm glad you're here. And uh, man, you reached out to me a few months ago on uh, Facebook, and um, I, I actually I I think I sent you back some questions about how to ha- help a fat kid like me uh, lose some weight and uh, 
uh, get back in shape. I'm, I'm getting to an age now where my metabolism sucks, and um, I used to be able to drop 10 pounds and think about it. Now I'm struggling just to get a couple of pounds off, and so maybe I uh, hope to get some good insight from you tonight. Mm -hmm. So why don't you start off and tell us a little bit about yourself, um, you know, like where you grew up, uh, how you came to know the Lord, and then uh, take us all the way up to when you started um, your online training and coaching programs, and, um, and we'll go from there. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, so um, grew up, honestly, in, in a great Christian household. My parents uh, actually were missionaries in Haiti for years. Um, grew up, my dad was a, a pastor growing up and uh, until I was... Uh, a young child and honestly grew up in that uh environment was great for me uh i like like a lot of christians growing up in the south you are aware of church and mm -hmm. you go to church every sunday it's kind of just a thing you do uh not always connected uh as you should be with god especially from a younger age but yeah i grew up in a great household though uh my parents most godly some of the most godly people i know my mom she's a she's a saint and she's one of the uh, most important people in my life that I look up to from a spiritual standpoint and from just a, a standpoint of just being a good person. But yeah, um, it was awesome to grow up in that environment. So from there, I grew up playing sports. Sports were uh, my second aspect of my life was God and sports. Mm -hmm. um, definitely was known in the, the town I grew up in as the the kid. Me and my brother were the the, the two guys on the sports team that weren't the kind of guys to go out and party. We weren't the kind of guys to to go out and do that kind of stuff. Not from a, a critical standpoint from us, just from uh, me, me and my brother were close. We were best friends, and, and we had similar mindsets from a standpoint of we didn't want to put ourselves in those situations, and, and we knew that is, is where I transitioned into my health and fitness journey. Um, so when I was a, a junior in high school, I wasn't good enough to play either one. I was going to have to dedicate myself to I got to go all in and, and do what I can. I want to play football. I want to play college football. So from that, I decided I'm just going to do whatever any other high schooler is not willing to do. I'm just going to do it. So I started researching nutrition. I started working out like crazy and I fell in love with it. It was just, it was something that I could not get enough of and still can't get enough of. It's been years now. And I, I couldn't tell you the last time that I went a day without educating myself on something uh, from a, uh, a fitness and health standpoint, nutrition, whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, so as a junior, I, I started to get into the, the health and fitness aspect and really started to study it for myself. I didn't have any trainers training me. Um, so I, I taught myself everything that I could to, to reach that goal of playing college football. And honestly, the, the biggest thing I got out of that was the, uh, the discipline that I built through it. And it was, it was something that I noticed and, and we can talk about this too. Um, I noticed not only a, a growth in my discipline in my sports, but in every aspect of my life. Right, so yeah. spiritual and, and, and everything. So that was, that's one of the biggest things that, that I like to, to really get across to people about health and fitness is it's not just 
about the physical body, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's about more. Yeah. So, uh, kind of go back. There's a couple things I want to touch base on. Number one, Haiti. How long were you in Haiti? I was not personally in Haiti. Okay. My parents were in. Uh, they had both my my older sisters. They're six years, uh, six and eight years older than me, or six and seven years older than me. Uh, they were in Haiti for three years, I believe, and wow. then they came back over um, after my dad was actually in a motorcycle wreck over there, and obviously the the medical situation over there is yeah, not I'm very good. very good. So, so we have a uh, we have a man up God's way outpost in Haiti, and um, we've been I've been three times, and Ben went w- with me once, and um, it's a, it's a place we haven't been able to go, obviously, since COVID. And then we've got our liaison coming uh, to, to the States May 1st. So we're really excited about coming back and uh, him coming to the States. And then I'll probably head over again this summer. But um, it's one of the places that uh, is near and dear to my heart just because I've been there, you know, a few times. And I've seen the I've seen two things. I've seen poverty. OK, there's no doubt massive, massive par- poverty. But the second thing that I saw was just the love of God for those who believed in Jesus Christ. Like I've never witnessed that in the United States, like a pure love unadulterated. They don't care what anybody thinks. They're up at four o'clock in the morning. We're talking teenagers up at four o'clock in the morning before school. No lights, no lights, going to the church, singing and dancing. And then they go to school and then um, just like, People would give to us um, Cokes, you know, a dollar Coke that that was most of their year's wages. Like it was just it just blew me away. And so um, I love that place. You know, what's you know, what's interesting about what he just said, even though it's a bad thing about his dad uh, getting hurt in a motorcycle wreck. If you remember when we went over to the the good side of Haiti and went to that spa or whatever it was. That girl that was sitting behind us that I struck up a conversation with because I knew she was American. Right. She, the reason she was all scratched up is because she got thrown off a motorcycle. Off a motorcycle. Well, that's that's exactly right. They're crazy. Though. They drive yeah. like maniacs. That's right. Heck yeah. So um, yeah. that's awesome. When you said that, I mean, I just like that's one of my favorite places. Um, you know, I, I really felt the first time that I went, I was like, man, I'm taking God with me. And man, <laughs> me and God are going to do some mighty stuff over there. And I get over there and he's already over there. You know, he's working. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah I've, I've never been actually. And, and, and that's one thing I really want to do in, in the coming years. And my family, we always talk about going, especially my parents, they want to go back. I mean, obviously they've been back multiple times since, but I've personally never been and definitely want to experience that from all the stories I've heard. And like you said, it's definitely God's working over there. It, it's amazing. And uh, the other thing that you were talking about is discipline and, uh, to be honest, that's that's really how Man Up started. I, I I learned early on that it took discipline in order to be a Christian. And it was something that I was looking around the church and I realized people aren't disciplined about it. They're not disciplined about reading their Bible. They're not disciplined about repenting. They're not disciplined about prayer. They're not disciplined about trying to love your wife like Christ loved the church. They're not disciplined of training their children in the way that they should go. Like that really blew me away. And, um, early on, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Cause again, this was 10 years ago. You know, I was in the best shape of my life and spiritually speaking, I had this great, uh, this moment from 2010 to 2015 
where I grew spiritually, physically, mentally, closer to my wife, closer to my kids than I ever have in my walk uh, with God. Um, and then we, we started a, a church in 2015, and that took away, I shouldn't say it took away, uh, it was all of a sudden I became uh, the guy that's, you know, preparing and planning and uh, not necessarily spending as much time in my devotion and my spiritual walk. And, you know, for the last six or seven years, it's been really tough just trying to get back to that discipline. I'm disciplined in a different way now. I'm disciplined in, you know, pastoring a church and creating sermons and, you know, making sure that I have content to be able to give to our church. But that personal devotion um, kind of went to the wayside, and so did my physical uh, devotion. And uh, my eating got out of whack, and um, and I'm really excited that we're talking tonight because it's one of those things that makes me want to get back. Ben and I started this uh, Biggest Losers deal, you know, uh, January 1st, just trying to, to get to a place we both are feeling, you know, kind of yucky, and we're Ben's doing a really good job. You lost <laughs> how many pounds? So I've lost um, 43 pounds. I'm 218. I was 261. So I've lost 43 altogether and 27 on the contest. And he needed to lose the weight, just so you know. I was. I'm five. I was. I'm five eight and a quarter. Don't <laughs> think quarter. I'm getting my quarter inch. <laughs> 261 pounds. So yeah, I wasn't like everybody always said. You don't look like that. You yeah, weigh you that much you because I'm like built like a fire hydrant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I had to do something. And you know, yeah. my my goal is 180 pounds. I never knew you pounds. were 260. Holy 261. Cow. It's the heaviest I've ever Ooh, been. Fat kid. Yeah, I know. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know. Guess, but guess who's, the biggest, <laughs> guess who's the biggest loser yeah, right now? Yeah, exactly. Build the man up. I was like, I went the opposite way. I was so like at 207. I'm like at 215 now. Yeah. So, <laughs> Jonathan, real quick. So I texted Jody not too long ago, and um, I had gone to, uh, I, do, I don't do a cheat day. I do one cheat meal a week. And so I had gone to a place here and, and eaten a sandwich or whatever, but I texted Jody the next morning, and I said, there is nothing in the world that mirrors the way sin works in our life than the way that we eat. You have one bad Two, two bad days. The next thing you know, three it's weeks three later, four, you weigh 16 yeah. pounds more, yeah. and you're eating at Arby's and McDonald's every day. So what you said about discipline, that's what mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit is working with me on yeah. with my eating. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's like, yeah, you can do that, but you're going to regret it tomorrow. And I'm the type of person, I eat, eat 3,000 calories today. I weigh two pounds more tomorrow. Right, that's the way I am. So yeah. it affects me right away yeah but anyway yeah. comment on that so yeah I've, I've heard you say in the past either on the facebook page or uh in, in in the uh in the information jody sent me that you know the discipline and the the working out and the health uh re you relate it to your christian walk so kind of explain what god sh has shown you about that yeah yeah of course and definitely it's funny you talk about the the path that that can lead down just doing one day. I actually had a, a client reach out to me today, always staying in contact with my online clients. And, and he was hadn't, hadn't stayed in contact for a few days. It's been about three days. He messaged me. He's like, man, I've, I had a few bad days. And uh, the first thing I said to him is don't let it continue because when we can identify that, that yes, we can identify that we're doing, uh, we're not, I don't want to say messing up, but we're not, on the path that we know that we're, we're have planned out to follow and uh, just don't let it 
occur, uh, keep occurring and, and have that uh, awareness to, to be able to stop it now before we fall into that routine and the habitual cycle of kind of going down that path. But yeah, even even more so with the the aspect of, of health kind of tying into the, the spiritual uh, side of things. I think uh, an important thing to to realize, I know for me, when I first got in, in, into this journey and what I deal with a lot of my, with my online clients is a lot of people's inner, um, their, their issues they, they have within their mind and their, their body issues that they struggle with. It comes from a, a place of a lot of the times it is self-hate and a lot of the times it's, it's not being fully, um, I'm not exactly sure how I want to put, put this, but they're not always looking from a, a standpoint that's not worldly. So they're looking more from this external physical standpoint. Yes, that, yes, we want to be healthy so we can uh, look better. It's, it makes us feel better when we look better. But yeah, we also have to realize that when we eat better, we feel better. We want to do more. We want to help more people. Um, and not only that, when we're talking about discipline, it, it's so important to, to realize that when we are disciplined in one thing, that's just going to carry on. It's going to just keep stacking on to different areas of our life. And I know for me, a big struggle, especially when I was uh, in college and I was doing so much with, with college football, um, I was so disciplined in that. And a big struggle is making sure that I'm disciplined in my readings, in my Bible, getting in journaling, making sure that I'm, I'm staying connected in that and, the the discipline you build in one area 100% carries over to other areas and then the big thing is just building habits into our discipline is where we're going to become this machine from a, a, a standpoint of just being able to continue to do these things and not just the habit of like I'm just going to do it just to do it because it's a habit but get into a habit and a routine of doing it and making it a practice where we're really present in it and not just um going through the motions that's really so good. that's good i used to have a drill sergeant said if you look good you do good if you do good you feel good yeah and um he was talking about everything from spit shining your boots to having your bdus pressed uh even your your uh pt uniform you know it had to be spot spit shined as and well another thing the another thing the lord has impressed on me in this process and i started to get healthy i didn't like the way i was feeling it's gotten listen me being good looking <laughs> th those days are over regardless of how yeah. skinny i am so for you me anymore it's not a vanity thing how mm -hmm. i look and i think that's what really clicked i'm like one if i had one less genome i'd be shrek but my point is <laughs> my <po> <laughs> What well, my point is, I was like, just picturing yeah. green Ben. And ju just, so, just so you know, self-deprecation is not humility. Man. That's not humility. But anyway, what, what, what God's impressed upon me, Jonathan, is to not get, see, what I was always caught up in the end instead of enjoying the process. Mm -hmm. So I don't weigh myself every day. Because I know some days I'm going to hold a little bit more water, especially yeah. the days that I eat the best. The next day, I'm not weighing myself. Right. But but now I'm trying. I'm focused on the process and not the goal of 175, it, 180 pounds. It, it, like you said earlier, yeah. it's literally like sin. The issue, you know, 
you can't get rid of a sin until you deal with the issue. And That's it's right. a hard issue. That's right. And it's the same thing with food. It's a hard issue. And you, you and I were talking about that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I want, and I feel like God is impressed on me that I've got to deal with it, you know, in a better way than I have been. And um, I'm, I'm 5'11", and uh, I'm at 218 right now. And, um, you know, back in the day when I was teaching, you know, when I was doing 20, 25 conferences a year, man, I was teaching discipline, 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 discipline. I was staying disciplined and you have to be disciplined. You have to look disciplined in order to get that message across. You know, you can't, it's so hard for me to listen to somebody teaching something where I can tell that they're not really living it out. And, um, you know, I've just, I've just gotten in a place now where I'm not near as disciplined as I used to be. And it stinks, you know, for the record, you didn't have to say you were 5'11". You could have just said 218. <laughs> Everybody would have said, hey, Jody and Ben are the same way. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but Jody's 5'11", so he must be thinner. I, yeah, I, I get you. I see where you're coming from. No, hey, I'm, I'm not I'm, thinner. I'm, I'm six foot, so yeah. Yeah, I've got an inch on you. Yeah, it's the exact same. It's yeah. the, we're still too too heavy for both of us. Yeah, Jonathan, did you true. play college football? Did you did Yeah, you yeah, I did. I, I, yeah, I did, actually. So... I didn't go anywhere big. I wasn't a, a like I said, I wasn't good enough to to play <laughs> if I wasn't going to put my all into it. So I, I went to an NAIA school in uh, Kentucky called Lindsey Wilson College. So I was I was blessed to be able to go there and had a had a head coach that was also really uh, influential in, in the fact that he was a, a strong Christian as well and, and made that a a big part of the program. And I was lucky to be able to even lead devotions every. Uh, not every single week, but many times before game, uh, before game days and being able to, to do that and experience that and, and see how, uh, I, it was really eye opening for me to see the parallel of a lukewarm Christian versus a, a Christian who's really bought in. And, and I know for me, I'm from a small town and, and that was, uh, eye opening to me to, to be able to go and see that and you could really see that difference and also to, to meet people who weren't lukewarm and they were really all in and, and really helped me grow as well. That's all awesome. sorry when I'm change there, but yeah, no, that's, no, that's good. That's a good, good answer. We've got a, we've got a, we've got a man in our, I, I call it, I was going to call him a kid, but he's a man now in, in our church that plays a uh, guard for Liberty on the football team, Liberty university. Okay. Awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a good school. Yeah, he's definitely a man. Holy cow, he won't fit through that door over there. <clears throat> Dude's massive. So Yeah, so, most definitely. Yeah, so so Jonathan, you, you played football, you got out of college, and um and then is that when you started the, the coaching? Um, the fitness coaching? Yeah, so I, I got out and ultimately when I was in college, I was playing football and, and I loved football, but I was uh like I said, I fell in love with the health and fitness aspect oh. and I was I was honestly during football season, I was focusing, I would be in football practice. I played quarterback and I had stuff all kinds. I mean, so much stuff we went through every week, but in the back of my head all the time was what, what am I going to go back and learn? What am I going to go back and read when I get back to my dorm? Uh, so I was always thinking about that kind of stuff. And, and as soon as I got out of college, I started uh, doing personal training. I was blessed to get hired on at a place in a, a studio gym that I train in. And then ultimately my goal, I knew what it was. I wanted to start my own business. So I I started working in that gym. And then during that time, I started my own online coaching business, which is what I run now, the the online uh, 
nutrition coaching and then fitness coaching as well. And that's Transcendent. So, is that the name of the company? Transcend. Yeah, tran- Transcend Performance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Transcend Performance and Nutrition. Transcend, not Transcend. Yeah. Yeah. Transcend Performance Sorry. and Nutrition. And actually, we had a uh, question that says, you know, and it kind of pertains to the things we've been saying. But do you have like any different sayings or even life verses, uh, quotes, things that keep your mindset healthy? You know, like to kind of keep a healthy mindset and to keep pushing forward on those days when you don't feel like going or doing things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, yeah. A viewer just asked that. Yeah, I actually, it's, uh, I was talking to a client the other day and she mentioned this, this statement and really resonated with me. And it's something that I, uh, it, it, she didn't know it, but it was something that I actually live by and it's purpose over or pur- purpose over preference. And she was talking about it. She was listening to Tim Tebow actually on a, on a podcast or he was, she was reading his book is what she was doing. And uh, she was uh, talking about how she's right now, she's in a point in her life. She knows she has to get her health right. And she's, she's choosing purpose over preference. And I was telling her that's not just mm, that's uh, a, a health thing. That's a all around health. That's spiritual health, emotional, mm-hmm. everything. I mean, our actions, we always need, need to look at it from a grand scheme of thing of what's our purpose in this life. And I know for me, um, that always is in the back of my head and, and knowing that ultimately my actions are not for me. They're, they're for God. I'm, I'm not put on this earth to serve myself. So, uh, my preference, uh, it may matter in instances, but ultimately it comes down to, to one and, and that's God's preference. Yeah. His, his purpose. So. Uh, you say that goes mm-hmm. really good with the um, scripture in Luke 6 that says, love the Lord your God with all your mm-hmm. heart, soul, with all your strength mm-hmm. and mind. You know, I think a lot of people forget about the strength part in there. You know, yeah. it, it mentions all four of those areas. Exactly. So, you know, I think of Philippians 3.14. I press That's another one, too. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You know, pressing takes effort. Right, it's not comfortable. I do that every night when I get off the couch. <laughs> That's when you get yeah, off the when couch. When I get off the couch, <laughs> get, get out of the eye, lazy boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah right. There's no hope for us, Jonathan. <laughs> there's, no, there's no hope. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's no hope. We're uh, no, there is hope. That's why. We, that's yes, why. I mean, we, we're true. trying, dude, and it's uh, it's really cool, like. <clears throat> to see God, you know, start working in not only our lives, but, you know, I mean, if we hadn't started this podcast, we wouldn't be talking to you. And who knows, you know, that's right. After you give me six months of free training, uh, yeah. how, how good I'll look <laughs> then. <you know? laughs> yeah, yeah. Jonathan, I, so let's talk about real, just real quick. I, I listened to, I, I never watched the show, The Biggest Loser, but I, I saw an interview one time with that Bob guy on there. And he said, it's 80% diet. He said, when I used to think that I could work out people and just no matter what it was, I could work the calories or the, mm-hmm. or, or the fat off of them. But he said it takes 45 minutes to, 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 of a brisk walk to, to get rid of one blueberry muffin. He said, eat the blueberries. So what, what, in your experience, how, how's the, door, the correlation between diet and workout? What, what would you suggest to people? Yeah. Um, I don't know that I would put a percentage on it. It's, it's one of those things where I think a lot of the time we, we get into this idea of generalizing health and and seeing it from a lens of one size fits all. And it's just simply not. Um, but if, I mean, when we're getting down to the the fundamentals of health and, and just being healthy, um, yeah, our diet is something 
we eat multiple times a day. Mm -hmm. We likely only work out one time a day, if one time a day. So yeah, I mean, we have so many chances throughout the day. One time a year, to, maybe. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> we have so many chances though, throughout the day to to choose uh, what what we're going to eat versus an action we're going to take from a, a physical a standpoint. So yeah, definitely the the diet is extremely important. You're not going to outwork a bad diet, and especially as you get, uh, unless you are just genetically blessed and you have the metabolism to out, you can just eat whatever. I mean, the normal person is, is not going to be able to be in that situation. Right. So yeah, I mean, in, in a general sense, that's a good thing to look towards. But for me and my clients, we always want to establish um, goals and guidelines for the way we're going to go about our, our dietary stuff, but also the way we, we, uh, set up our day so that way we're not just sitting sitting around and not getting in our movement because a lot of people underestimate the uh, the importance of just mo movement in general. Uh, walking is extremely underrated. Uh, fidgeting even like just move my hands around here. I'm I'm burning calories. If people didn't know that, you burn calories every time you move. Um, but yeah, definitely the the diet is going to carry over. Uh, and, and like make up a large majority of that uh, from a composition and a health standpoint, uh, uh, it's going to be really important. So I was going to say that means pl playing with my Rubik's cube at my desk that helps <laughs> during the day. Hey man, you just got to get moving a little Big bit. Mac doesn't. Well, <laughs> not, I, not eating the after yeah, Big Mac. <laughs> I love the walking. So walking really yeah. helps me. If yeah. I can if I can get up at four thirty, five o'clock in the morning and get two to four miles in before work, it gives me more energy. You know, I look at my thing I've burned. I'm already five hundred, six hundred calories to the good. You know, this, that, and the other. And I'm I'm one of those body types that I have to have. I have to keep my carbs at less than fifty grams, uh, unless I'm work. You know, if I was working out, I would probably eat more. But I am a no carb, no low carb, low sugar body type. So I is if I cut the carbs and I cut a lot of the sugar out, it peels off of me. If I start eating carbs and sugar, it 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 goes on faster than it comes off. Right. Yeah, or at least that's what I think. Anyway, I'm not an expert, but that's what I feel like right. my body responds to the intermittent fasting keeping my carbs mm -hmm. lower and keeping my sugar lower. Yeah, that's what I found, though. I mean, what I could do when I was 18 compared to what I can do now, you know, just eating and meant like when I was in the military, we were eating, gosh, 4,000 calories, and I lost 30 pounds in the yeah. military. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and there's it's a important. There's a you difference when you're running 10-mile road marches and carrying a 70-pound rucksack and, you know, 5,000 yeah. push-ups on a day, you know, compared to what I – what I do now. Uh, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was about to, to say too, is it's important to, to not just look at where you were in the past from the metabolic standpoint and kind of disregard the other thing. It's a lot of, yeah. I get that a lot from people with say my metabolism's not where it used to be. And I, my next question is, well, how's your movement compared to how it used to be? <laughs> because that's number one. It's if you're not moving like, back. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, if we're looking from a standpoint of what our uh, metabolism is is made of, it consists of just the calories our body burns, just living, and then our movement. Also, when we digest food, we burn calories, but our movement is a large portion of that, and a lot mm -hmm. of people forget that, and they, they think that it's just this metabolism, it's just this encompassing 
thing and it's just one thing, but it's really, a, it's made up of different subsections. So it's important to, to remember that. That's good to know. Yeah. Cause I mean, up until I would say I hit 45, so I'm 53 now. That's almost 10 years ago. Um, and I could drop 10 pounds just thinking about it. And, um, I hit 45 and it just slowly, I was at, uh, I was probably around 208, 209 back then. And now, you know, this, it just gradually keeps coming up and, and now I can't lose it. And I can tell that my metabolism, I actually move more now than I did back then. I had a desk job. Now I do construction on the side and, um, I can just tell that the older I get, the harder it is to burn those calories and get rid of that fat, you know, that's going around my f gut now. It's ticking me off. So, yeah. so uh, yeah, it, it, go ahead. I was going to say, it's interesting to look at studies and, and see the, uh, the actual scientific uh, research that, that goes behind our metabolism decreasing over time. And it would, honestly, it's going to hurt to hear this for a lot of people, but and when we look at from the, the studies, especially the most researched ones, it's not that grand of a, a loss in big of a metabolism yeah. from a standpoint of, so we have our total daily energy expenditure, uh, which is our total calories we burned. And then we just have our BMR, which is our basal meta metabolic rate, which is just what our body burns if we we're just laying on a bed. And that number does not actually decrease as much as people think it does mm. over time. It's more of the movement. And then uh, a lot of the times we are getting less activity, just not from a, a standpoint of making sure we're going to work out, but also just like throughout the day, we sit a lot more. Nowadays, we're on our phones, we're, we're on our laptops doing work, people work from home. Right. Uh, there's a lot less movement than, uh, than people realize. What are some suggestions you have? Like I work in an IT, uh, you know, on a help desk. And so I'm sitting there. Thankfully, I have to have a standing desk. So they, you know, every probably couple hours, I usually move it up and stand up for, you know, 10 minutes or so while I'm working. But besides that, what are some things, you know, that you suggest to people who are in more of those capacities where they have, you know, they're working and not able to move around as much during the day? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, um, I have many clients like that. And a standing desk is a number one thing I always uh, ask my clients is, can do we have an opportunity to do that? Because um, when you look at studies, the, the difference in caloric burn yeah. over a day um, at a nine-to-five job from just simply standing or holding up your body weight is going to be um, at least it's some, some range from 200 to 500 calories difference in calorie burn from simply oh, just wow. holding your body weight up standing. And then uh, when you can add on top of that, some, some people have treadmills under their walking desk where you can walk and work as well. And then, I mean, you can obviously get a ton of steps in it and burn calories that way. But from just like a practical standpoint where, where you don't have a standing desk, I ask my clients, what is the likelihood that you can get up every hour and, and walk for five minutes to start? Or maybe it's two minutes to start. Start with something. And if over time, maybe we can get up and we can walk around the office, get up, go get a drink of water. It takes a few minutes for us to walk around. That's some extra steps. And like I said, people just undervalue this, uh, the importance of our calories that we burn just moving around on a daily basis. And, and a step counter is, is something that is really important. Uh, not that steps are the only thing that matter, but if we want to have something that we can identify and that we can look at over a period of time and say, yeah, we're doing something uh, daily that we know we can see a number and we're hitting it every single day. It's good to have a step counter and try to hit 
if you're working a job where you're legitimately sitting down all day, 6,000 is minimum, but 10,000 ultimately would be like really good if you could get to 10,000 steps a day, which is tough to get if you're working a nine to five job. But that would be my number one recommendation is just try to get up as much as you can and, and uh, get up, walk around a bit every hour or so. If you can make it a 10 minute walk, that would be great. Um, but start with something that's practical and something you can do consistently. So yeah. what, what, what does a 10,000 step day do for you? Like, so like I was saying, um, our body burns calories through different ways. That's our total daily, uh, energy expenditures, the, the total calories, our body burns. Um, and then we have our basal metabolic rate, which is the number one thing of how many calories our body burns. That's just us living. And then we have our exercise activity thermogenesis, which is how many calories we burn through exercise. And then what we call NEAT is non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which is just moving. Like I was saying, fidgeting, walking around, that's going to make up a large majority of our day uh, in comparison to going to work out for 40 minutes to an hour. We're going to have more opportunities to get up and walk around throughout the day um, and move around. And that's just going to help us to burn more calories. And uh, it's important to, to note out, too, that when we're looking from a composition standpoint and from a fat loss, fat gain standpoint, every bit of literature shows that it comes down to caloric intake, okay. uh, whether we are going to gain weight or we're going to lose weight. So that's why it's important for us to, to pay attention to how many calories we're actively burning through our movement. And that's what a step count is going to help us do is just achieve that that greater number of non-exercise activity thermogenesis, uh, so, some more calories. Burned. So is it, are you calorie counting as well? Like your food so, uh, intake? That's, that, or is that, so is that based can, on in, the individual? It is. So the, the individual calories that you should intake is based off of uh, you personally. Like I was saying, there's no need or reason to generalize health. Everybody's uh, an individual and they have their specific needs, right. but uh, it's important to understand that calorie counting does not mean is not the only way to be in a calorie deficit, which is going to allow us to have fat loss. Um, so you don't have to calorie count to be in a calorie deficit, but it's going to be easier because like I was saying, it's important for us to have things that we can look at and identify and say, we're hitting this. We know we're on target versus kind of shooting in the dark with these other diets that people get on keto, um, paleo, whatever it is, not saying there's anything wrong with those. Uh, some people need them, some people don't, but it's hard to identify your progress, where you started from, what we're going to change over time and, and where your end point is. Um, because people forget to identify that stuff and it's hard to make progress and ultimately sustain progress. If we're not having some sort of, uh, marker and identifier of, of what we need to do and what we have done to, to get the results we want. That's good. So in my, in my mind, um, and, and I'm, I'm not that I'm struggling, but my question is, is online coaching. Okay. But in my mind, I'm thinking, man, you need to, you need to see me like you need to, you know, say, okay, this is what I want to focus on. You got that gut around you. I want you to get rid of that. And, um, I, you know, I, I know what to do with that. If we're standing, you know, face to face and, showing me what to do and how to do all that kind of stuff. Take me through what it would like, what your normal routine would be for online coaching that, you know, 
gives you the ability to make the right call for whatever my body type or my eating or, you know, whatever I want to do. Um, how, how does that work? Yeah, definitely. I think one thing important to note is that for in-person trainers, I, I continue to do that. I still, I train in person. Um, but you're only seeing people if they can afford it the most, probably like three days a week. Um, cause not most people aren't going to come in five days a week and see you. So it's important to note that like the people that you're going to see in person, you're not seeing them as much as, uh, that's going to make such a difference that they're going to be able to like, look at you in and be able to make any changes. And okay. ultimately what they're seeing is not going to be able to make changes from a dietary standpoint the in-person stuff is more important to make sure that we're accomplishing the, the goals of our workouts where we're doing workouts correctly. We're, we're getting the right stimulus we're sending to our body. Um, so with the online coaching, I get this question really often. People are like, what do you actually do? What am I paying for? And number one, I always tell them you're paying for communication connection and you're paying for me to actually be able to connect with you and know what you need as a person, because like I said, the generalization of, of uh, nutrition is it's not going to get it, get it done in the, the grand scheme of things. So with my clients, uh, we start every single time with a phone call, talking about our goals, really getting to connect. I mean, some of these calls last an hour, an hour and 30 minutes, really getting down to not only your goals now, but what have you done in the past? What are our kind of some of these cognitive biases we have, some of these things that are holding us back from uh, progressing. And then just being able to, from a, a standpoint of talking about tracking a, a few minutes ago, I make my clients track um, because it makes it easier on me uh, to know where they're at from a metabolic standpoint. I can know how many calories their body's burning based off what they're eating, how their body's responding to it. Um, and then also be connection most of it honestly comes down to connection and communication between the the coach and the client right and in all do the in person i always think of yeah, that exactly i always think of that 600 pound life have you ever seen that the no. six oh my gosh dries fish turds in a sandstorm like he just literally will just tell them exactly what they're doing what they're doing wrong and why they're not losing weight and so they have to go to a they have to start a diet in order to lose enough weight to have gastric bypass surgery so there's this process that they have to go through and every time uh, you were just talking about you know losing weight and counting calories and every time that um, he'll put them on this program they'll come back down like 30 days later and you know they need to lose like a hundred pounds like because once they quit eating they can lose weight really quickly and the people will get up there and get on the scale and it'll say you know instead of 600 it'll be like 650 and they'll be like i don't know what i did wrong and the doctor's always like you ate too much yeah. like you didn't you didn't do anything i told you to and you I, ate too much i gotta tell you i never got past drier than fish turds in a sandstorm <laughs> <laughs> where did you come up with this stuff like you went to school jonathan in kentucky this is where this man is from this is what we deal with on a daily basis <laughs> i never got past that think I about never how dry that is i kept thinking fish turds in a sandstorm <laughs> i probably missed out on some good advice there but <laughs> oh 
so hey jonathan and and i'm only asking you this because this is something that that i've been focused on um is i've been doing intermittent so i've been watching dr berg on youtube so i'm not doing keto because i know he's a keto pusher but i've been i've been trying to focus on uh shortening my window every day where my insulin spikes i'm not diabetic or anything but I've just and 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 I've not educated on any of this stuff. But it's something that I don't know when when I first started uh, hearing about it, um, you know that the things like you know carbs and sugar and every time you eat you spike insulin, which ends up causing fat on your liver, which ends up you know going to fat in your midsection and this that and the other. And 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 if you dis, I, I want you to tell me what I what I, I'm a guy that I want you to tell me what I need to hear. I want you to tell me not what I need to hear, but what I want to know what i need to know right? right so what what is your opinion of all that about how, yeah, so, how insulin affects that stuff yeah 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 so with the the thing around insulin and and what the guy you mentioned uh you were you were following a lot of guys from the keto standpoint um not that they're they're not being genuine in what they're doing but they're trying to sell what they're doing as well um, so they, a lot of the times what you'll see is this misrepresentation of, of the science and, and what they're showing. And ultimately, when we look at the, the literature and the, the studies behind it, the benefits you are getting from uh, weight loss or the, the benefits you are getting from the diet that you're on generally are not coming from dropping carbs or dropping whatever you're your diet that you're doing is telling you to do it's generally coming from a decrease in body fat and that decrease in body fat and decrease in uh other things within the body this the just more proficient our body gets at at processing stuff when we lose weight um that's the benefits we're going to get not that we don't we need to discard the importance of insulin because it, it's a super important thing but like I said, this generalization that everybody needs to be on keto or low right. carb is it's not true in, in the sense that most people generally actually don't do better on low carb and insulin can be spiked by more than just carbs. People don't realize you eat protein, your insulin is going to be spiked as well. It's not just from carbs. Um, the big thing to, to, to point out with the, the insulin and the, the carb debate is that ultimately it comes down to how much of it you're eating. So like I mentioned earlier, the caloric intake always, nobody can debate this. Even right. people who um, talk about insulin and, and how that plays a role in our body, none of them are going to debate that calories matter and that they're the number one player in whether we lose body fat or gain it. With that being said, there are instances where if we're our body's not in the right position, we will hold on to body fat more if our we're not processing carbs correctly. And that's where um, some people do have benefits. If you're pre pre-diabetic, you might not need to have a ton of carbs. Um, if you're struggling with insulin resistance, uh, you may not need to. So, like I said, it's really individualized to the person. But ultimately, it's going to come down to. Uh, managing our caloric intake and making sure we're getting the right amount of nutrients within our diet. It's not always cut and dry. Uh, yeah. Carbs are bad or carbs are great for you. It's individualized. But ultimately, um, I would urge uh, anybody listening to this and anybody who's who's wanting to look at a diet to 
number one, look at something they can do that is sustainable. Cause if you can't do it forever, then there's no point in starting because you're just going to end up back where you were. I mean, That's studies show that 90% of people yeah. actually gain back more weight than they lose when they get onto a diet. Um, which I, I say that with quotations around it because the diet is essentially just what we eat every day. So really, but, you um, really have to have the mindset of a life choice. Like it has yeah. to be a lifestyle change and you've got to, it's got to be something that's yep. sustainable. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And it, in all honesty, it's, it's about balance. And the, the thing I try to get across with my clients and I personally don't love the term healthy um, just because it, it, and I'm really big on the way we, we talk to ourselves and the way we term things and the way we talk, because it, it, the way we say things is a lot of the times the way we're thinking about them. So healthy uh, to me is relative to the person. So yes, there's things that may be healthier for us from a micronutrient density standpoint, but we have to look at it from a standpoint of what is healthy for me in the moment, uh, mentally, uh, physically and in, in, in other areas as well, but really breaking down a diet and figuring out what can I stick to and what can I do for the long term is is number one in my eyes. I can definitely understand That's that. Cool. My daughter's a type one diabetic, so you know what's healthy and what's you know beneficial for her. Obviously, not the same for everybody else. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. And so that that's what I I, I have a rule. So if I'm listening to Dr. Berg and I get on the intermittent fasting, which I plan on doing, the, I love it. It right. helps me spiritually, too. Right. It works for me. Yeah. I'm not telling anybody do it. You listen to this man. You don't listen to me. But my point is I don't buy any of his supplements. Mm -hmm. I'm not buying yeah. anything because I know what he's he's. I believe that what he's teaching is good. I, right. I, I agree with Jonathan. My, my friend Steve, who you've met, he's mm -hmm. built a lot like me. He went on a diet, lost, or he started a new way of eating, lost 60 pounds, and he eats six times a day and just walks. Right. But he's eating nuts. He's eating salads. And, yeah. But and if I eat six times a day, I want to eat nine times a day. It's right. just the way that That's I am. I so am too. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily like breakfast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I wouldn't it, tell anybody not to eat breakfast. I don't like breakfast. Mm -hmm. I've never eaten breakfast my whole life. So it's easy for me to get to that noon to two o'clock in the day. You know, but, but the other day, it. well, the other day I ate, uh, I came home at night and I had done really good and I was feeling good. And I'm like, you know what? There's a couple of Reese's peanut butter cups in the, the thing. <laughs> and then. One of the one of the stepkids or me, we had some tortilla chip or no, one of the grandkids. My wife watches our grandkids five days a week, had a little bag of Doritos on the counter. And so I got some salsa out and I ate the Doritos because I was feeling I'm like, whatever. The next day I can fast until two o'clock in my sleep. Yeah. I was ravaged at nine thirty a.m. Yeah, yeah, I exactly. had to eat at eleven. Yeah. Which is before my window starts. And mm -hmm. I came home and I told my wife, it's just like sin. You make one bad choice, and the next thing you know, you're paying for it. It's just I'm getting better about catching it faster right. and doing and, and repenting or going the other way, yeah. right? Well, and that's yeah. actually a um, good uh, segue into one of the questions we had is, you know, what's your view on, you know, when those kinds of things happen, you know, and, you know, I guess gluttony would be the kind of right word there. Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, contrasting that with the spiritual side of staying disciplined and healthy. You know, what's your view on that? You yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So one thing I wanted to point out too with the the fasting is um, always whenever this conversation comes up with fasting, I like to to point out that fasting is just a tool um, for us to allow ourselves to stick to a diet. It's not anything that's gonna uh, allow you. It's not gonna be this night and day changer in uh, your health. It, it right. you ultimately you're gonna have to fast for like 24 to 48 hours to yeah. actually see fasting benefits. Yeah. So unless you're doing that on a daily basis you're not going to see a ton of benefits um but what was the exact question uh in regards to gluttony with that they basically the the question is you know what's your view of gluttony on the spiritual side of staying disciplined and healthy yeah yeah definitely it's funny i actually had that written down in one of my uh in my notes here Uh, i was writing down some stuff beforehand and it's so common for us to view i don't want to say other uh forms of sin that that people addiction and and these other things that we that that we really look down on and uh a lot of people just they i don't want to exactly say they're they're not looking inward but they they like to judge other people from a standpoint of oh this person's addicted to this thing or they're addicted to this thing but a lot of the times we just we don't identify that we're addicted to these these foods and gluttony is such a common issue and now like nowadays more than ever with the the abundance hey, of food we have this, in america somebody hit the off button he's yeah he's, he's meddling yeah now. we're about to walk out of here <laughs> he's no. meddling no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he, he's he's, he he's dead on he yeah you're, you're dead on i didn't Absolutely. mean to stop and you, jonathan, jonathan listen just, yeah. you you i i I, I know you're you're walking a, a fine line here of of being nice but like i said earlier don't tell us what we want to hear. Tell us what we, we need, need to, to know, know brother. Yeah. Tell these people what they need to know because it's a uh, gluttony. You're, you're right. We why do we compartmentalize sin? Mm-hmm. Like, well, that yeah. sin's really bad. But this, and it's like I always tell people: the definition of sin is to know right and do wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If good. I walk by the dishes and the Holy Spirit gives me a thought to do them for my wife, and I'm like, nah, she'll do them. In my eyes, that's sin. Yes, I knew what was right, and I did wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm giving my I'm giving myself away. I hope my wife isn't listening to this. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, exactly. And so, and honestly, you, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just gonna say I I have struggled in in my past with uh like not necessarily binge eating, but wanting to. I, at one point, like I was saying, you got to do something that's sustainable. At one point, my my uh. My story, I was not doing something that was sustainable, and it was leading me to these cheap meals um, where I would just overindulge on food. And ultimately, uh, as I grew in my faith, my faith, I just started to to read the word and, and look at stuff and, and and notice that me doing that was not just something that was uh, bad for my physical body because gluttony in itself is not physically it is not healthy, but spiritually. Uh, and from a standpoint of, of we're looking at the Bible and, and what it says, um, identifying those things and that that we do, and especially it's I think it's just so normalized uh, in today's culture that we just we go out to eat and we eat, we go to a buffet and we eat six plates or whatever it is, and it's just normalized and we just don't think anything of it, and uh, it's often it's just so overlooked and. Mm. Honestly, I mean, you see it even in the church. I mean, nowadays, this might sound harsh, but there's a lot of pastors who are overweight. And mm. oftentimes I'll be sitting uh, in the 
listen to a, an overweight pastor preach. And I had um, actually a youth, one of my youth pastors when I was growing up was extremely overweight. He actually just uh, passed away of uh, cancer uh, a month ago. And um, I think about him and it's, it's hard to really like, for me, I don't know your thoughts on this, but to, to draw the line and what's the difference between us overindulging and having an addiction to food and us having an addiction to something else and us, not being able to control that. Uh, and I think that's that's something, honestly, I would love to hear y'all's thought on that. But that's something right. I struggle with, and I think about that often. Yeah, you're, you're dead on, dude. I mean, that's an issue with, you know, like Ben was saying, the problem is is we want to compartmentalize sin instead of, you know, yeah. it's, it's no different than, you know, you look at the drunk or the drug addict walking into the church, but the, the one guy who um, is so prideful that he can't even see his nose spite, despite, despite his face – um, you know, there, there's no different than the, the guy walking in with a heroin needle in his arm. Like that's, that's what we end up doing. It's the same thing with gluttony. And I think we, in our society, especially in the United States, um, I, I notice this when I go to Haiti and I, and when I come back to the United States, when it's such, uh, it's such a different, um, like I was, matter of fact, I was just showing somebody the other day the pictures that I had of Haiti, and I showed a, a, a picture of my breakfast that I got at a um, a little bitty restaurant that was there, and it was a plate of eggs, it had a little mango and some watermelon and pasta, like just pasta. That was it, like, and I'm talking portions that were, you know, really really small, um, and I thought. If this were in the United States, I would have one plate of eggs, you know, a whole plate of fruit, and then I wouldn't even have pasta. I'd have something different. And gluttony is one of those things. I would probably, I bet if you typed uh, gluttony on YouTube just to see how many pastors actually spoke about it, it'd probably be very few, very few, because you know, after church, we're going to have a potluck and then, uh, let's all go out to dinner, yeah. you know, with a small group and let's go get ice cream with the small group. And it's, it's this, yeah. you know, you go to, you go to a fast food place and, um, most people could live off the happy meal, so to speak, you know, but yet we want to supersize everything with a big Mac and a large fry and yeah. a large Coke. And, you know, the, the happy meal that was half the price and just as, you know, and twice as small would, uh, would do that as well. And you're, you're right. And I think that's where Ben and I are struggling right now. And I know Rusty is also involved with us too, that it's a hard issue. You know, it's like when, when I think of food more than I actually think of God, that's an issue. You know, when, like you said, I'm thinking three times a day, at least, assuming I'm not walking by something that's sitting out there for me to open, uh, I'm thinking of when I'm going to eat and where I'm going to eat and how much I'm going to eat. And, um, that's a major heart issue. If I can't, I mean, if I can be so bold to give myself a, another plug on this song, that's what it's about. About That's that's what drunk's all about. It's not about, um, Mm. alcohol per se. It's about social media over intake. It's about food over intake. Um, it's about lust over intake. It's about these things that God has made for us that are good in the fashion in which they were made. Uh, the tough part about gluttony is it's something you can see. Mm-hmm. And we've done ourselves a real disservice here in America um, with this, you know, this culture around, well, hold right. on, we got to be kind. Um, but, you know, it's not absence of grace. 
I, I, like you, struggle when I see a pastor who's overweight preaching. The enemy comes in and says, you can't listen to this guy. You know, mm-hmm. he, can't, he can't even say no. Right. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I struggle with other things that are hidden. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the luxury of having, you know, a, a lust problem a or, lust problem. or a, yeah. an alcohol problem or some other problem. No one yeah. can see it. Gluttony we can see, and that makes it a tough one. What to was address. it? What was it that do you, uh, Jonathan, you know Cody Bobe? Have you heard I'm it? Not. Okay, I'll, I'll introduce you to him one of these oh, days. Oh, he, yeah, so what was it he we said? Got this, we got this guy that preached at our conferences, and he, he's got a ministry called SoulCon, and he's ripped. And he's a good-looking dude like you, but he used to wear a, like a man bun and stuff. He's just a good-looking dude. He comes into a conference in in our church, and he's you know Jody's the one, the stupid one that brought this guy in, and he's preaching to us, and he says, you know, I get men that come up to me all the time and say, I'm ready to go out and fight a spiritual war and kick the devil's butt, and you can't even put a cupcake down. <laughs> And I wanted to jump up on stage and punch him in the face, but he would have mauled me, bro. So first of all, real quick, my wife texted me and said she heard, so she was. <laughs> when I said something about the dishes, I, I knew she would text me and she heard it. I looked up and said, Stacy, two texts. And, and the autocorrect got her the first time, so she wanted to make sure she, I, she meant H-E-A-R-D and not H-E-R-D. Right. And so secondly, that's funny for me, it's about self-control. And I think that goes along with discipline. So the lesson I'm learning is like, I'm a mature Christian. Now I know what to do and what not to do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mouth when I don't need to, can I get some self-control and not, you know, feel good and be like, you know what, Mm -hmm. today I'm going to eat the bun with the double cheeseburger and I'll go to Wendy's if I, if I didn't prepare and preparation, but if I didn't prepare my, my go-to is there's a Wendy's up the street. I go get the Dave's double with cheese, nothing on it. Take the bun off, eat the two patties with the cheese. Mm -hmm. And that gets me by because I didn't bring a a lunch or whatever. So, but, but, but getting through the drive-through without getting the double cheeseburger with the fries and the coke sometimes it's about self-control like i know that's not doing anything good for me plus i'm never going to be a guy that works out a lot i'm not i'm going to walk i'm thinking about buying some kettlebells or some dumbbells but past that i'm it's it just i don't want to so you're, I, it's gonna have yeah. to be a it's gonna have to be a lifestyle change. It's gonna have along to be diet, your, yeah. and, and diet some movement. Some movement. Yep. Yeah. Diet and movement. I got a great story about a fast food restaurant. This was about oh, it's probably about five or six years ago, and I was down in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, and I was on a business trip, and I'd started a diet. Man, I was I was killing it. I was doing great. Weren't you I, vegan at the time? Yeah, I was. Well, yeah. so I was going vegan. Yeah, I was vegan completely. And man, I was getting back in shape. I was losing weight really quick. And I, um, it w- actually, it was longer than that because Chick fil A's weren't really around here. They were down south quite a bit. And so I pull up to this Chick fil A, and in my head, I'm going grilled chicken sandwich, grilled chicken sandwich, grilled chicken sandwich. And the lady's like, Well, can I help you? And I was like, I'll take a, a fried chicken sandwich, a large fry, and a milkshake, please. <laughs> and a 16-piece like, nugget. And a, and a sweet tea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I just fell off the wagon. Like, it was like, yeah, one of those terrible. moments. Yeah, it is. And that's where, you know, with sin, and this, I'm going I'm to preach here for a second. It's justification. Mm-hmm. We justify, like, I justify eating, okay? Um, you've seen me eat sushi, 
Saturday night I went and had sushi, and I'm like, it's baby orca. But I'm thinking, okay, Sunday I don't eat that much. I'm busy all day, and you know I'll justify you know eating 42 pounds of, of sushi, and then um, I, I justify it. Like I literally in my mind I'm thinking it's okay because I'm not going to eat till probably three or four o'clock Sunday afternoon, and I'll have a light meal and it won't be a big deal. And then Monday morning I'll start you know back at it, and you know like literally. <laughs> I'm, that's that's the way that I do. I, and it's the same thing with sin. I see this all the time with people saying, man, the, the Lord, and, and I told you guys, man, the Lord told me to start working on my my weight, like yeah. working on, you're just working on my discipline, not that's necessarily, it. you know, discipline. just getting disciplined again like I used to be yeah. and, and all of that. And so uh, I say all that to say is that all of our sin we can justify we can always find a way that it's okay for us and we can always find a way that nobody will find out. We can always find a way that it's, you know, it's not that big of a deal. And, and usually the way that I justify my sin is if I haven't been spanked by God, mm-hmm. you know, like, Oh, it wasn't, he didn't catch me. I didn't get that much trouble. Let me, let me do a little bit here. You know, you, usually I can tell when I'm in trouble, God just, he, I get caught or, um, you know, I, I, my sermons don't come out as good or you like there's there's a million ways that i can see where god gets me and uh, eating is the exact same way so yeah jonathan so, you were going to say something yeah, a minute ahead, ago you i was going to say it's it's important to to realize that self-control is a practice too just like with any sin getting uh anything you're struggling with it's intentional practice of not doing that thing and, and being able to con- control yourself in that that situation and when you're put into it uh it, and it's never gonna cease to exist so uh well, it, here's the crazy thing you just you just said something a while ago we have the power for what self-control mm-hmm. how do we have that the holy spirit fruit of the spirit yeah it is a fruit of the spirit to have self-control yeah and that is that is with our fork that's with our words that's with our deeds that's with our sin like we have that power and every time I love what you said when we first started this. It's it's, it's that sp- not only does your physical, and, and it works both ways. If you have a spiritual discipline, a lot of times it's going to fall into a physical discipline. Or if you start a physical yeah. discipline, it's going to fall into your spiritual discipline. Um, we quench the Holy Spirit so often with our sin and our justification that we no longer have that self-control. Yeah. And um, that's that's with everything. And we've got, we've got to learn to... Um, rely on the love joy peace patience kindness goodness gentleness and faithfulness and self-control like that's that is key well i even think even in first corinthians nine twenty-seven, it talks but i discipline my body and keep it under control mm-hmm. lest after preaching to others i myself should be disqualified so not disqualifying yourself right that's you it. know by actually you know having that self-control right exactly you know yesterday i was talking to a friend at church right before i did announcements and i, t- I talked about galatians one uh, six one through four which is about uh sharing and and, and bearing burdens mm-hmm. but those first verses literally god knows how fragile we are because right. what does he say he says when you go to bear somebody's burden be careful mm-hmm. lest yourself be tempted. tempted now what i always thought that meant was Listen. That means you and I can't go out to dinner together? No, he said it's not sushi. (laughs) He said be careful. I always thought that that verse meant be careful how you judge somebody when they come to you. But what he's he's actually saying in there is if you go to your buddy and he's in the bar, be careful when you go get him in the bar lest you 
be tempted also, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Which verse has that been? It's uh, Galatians, Galatians 6, 1, 1 through 4. Okay. It's the sharing and bearing burdens verses. Mm-hmm. One of the things That's that so I, true. I think it's important to to touch on, Jonathan, I, I already know because I'm a uh, ex-trainer, kinesiology. Uh, that's why I did my grad school. Wrestler. So, yeah, so Wrestler. I already know the answer to this question, but I think you should talk on it because there's people who are listening to this and they're saying, well, you know, it's not so much gluttony that I'm struggling with. I'm just big boned. So, <laughs> and, and Cartman. Uh, you know, ev- yeah, everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm big Well, and I, that actually, I mean, that bone. goes into a question that we had a, a lot earlier, but, you know, talking about the difference between like weight training with, you know, body weight versus even just resistance weights or mm-hmm. even, you know, like kettlebell or, you know, physical weights is just, you just kind of tie that all together. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I don't want to offend anybody here, but your bones aren't bigger than than anybody else's. So <laughs> I knew that going into it. I appreciate yeah. you saying it. Yeah, so, no. yeah, I know that's so common. I still hear that with people, and I I don't always just come out just straight out and just say that to them because a lot of times it's hard to get through to people if you offend them right off the bat. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's 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 important to to realize that of yeah, there are different body types different people are, are bigger than others, but ultimately it comes down to our diet, dietary habits and, and the things we're practicing. But from a standpoint of like training and, and looking at the differences in, and, and what we're doing, um, there's a lot of different things you can get into from a standpoint of, I mean, we have our endurance stuff, our long distance, we have our strength training. That's more powerlifting, which is just lifting real strong. We have our bodybuilding style stuff, all that, Honestly, when if we're just talking from a standpoint of just being healthy, you can forget all of it. Um, number one, we just want to move. Um, and then we want, for me, in my belief, uh, some people would disagree. It's number one, uh, we just need to move. We need to keep our heart healthy by moving. Um, and we do need to include some type of strength training because with that, we get a lot of health benefits um, from a standpoint of, Building muscle, which improves our metabolism. We, we burn more calories when we have more muscle. Uh, we process carbs better when we are lifting weights. We improve our, for us men, we improve our testosterone when we're lifting weights. That doesn't mean you have to do it five days a week. Maybe that's one day a week for you to start. Maybe that's uh, two days a week, whatever it may be. There's so many benefits from it for me and all my clients, at least a minimum to start one day a week of a full body training, getting our, our that stimulus to our body that we're trying to build some muscle. We're promoting uh, the the processing of carbs. We're using those carbs through our, our training. And then um, just also just getting out and moving. And a big thing with people, and I hear this often, is um, I don't like doing that. I don't, I don't like strength training I, or I don't like doing cardio. And I I mean, in all honesty, you just, there's certain things in life you just have to do. You don't like them. And and those are just some of the fundamentals you're just going to have to do if you want to be healthy over the long term. And you look at, um, it's crazy to see, but the number one indicator of health in old age is your grip strength. And that's going to come down to our, how much actual strength we have in our forearms and our, our hands. So that's what, that's the number one indicator of health at old age. And, and it's so important to, to identify that that is something that everybody should be doing in some capacity. Well, as a you person, don't have to be out. Go ahead. Go, you ahead. go ahead. 
Go ahead, Rusty. No, I was I was just saying as a person that works in IT and deals with, you know, hand strength and stuff with the carpal tunnel and always moving a mouse, uh, you know, a mouse around, that's one of the things that I've been noticing a lot, like just having a stress yeah. ball to actually, you know, when I'm not using my mouse mm. around, you know, to move my hand around. Well, think about an old person. So. Once they lose their knees and their ability to use their arms, you know, they're they're done at that point in time. Yeah, I yeah. mean, they'll, they'll be yeah. old people. There'll be old people I see that are all hunched over, and I'm not making this isn't making fun of them, but I tell God, I please, like just kill me, kill me before I get there, bring me home before that. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So, a couple of things. Number one, one of the reasons I like Jonathan already so much is because Jonathan understands, I think, that a lot of us are not doing this to be ripped, to be able to lift 500 pounds. He's talking about simple things healthy. He's talking about simple mm-hmm. things like movement right. and stuff like that, which I like because it's encouraging to know, hey, listen, like I'm going out tomorrow because I know my boss will let me expense it, and I'm getting a stand-up desk. I don't mm-hmm. think he'll let me uh, uh, treadmill. expense the treadmill, <laughs> but I think I can get yeah. him to buy off on the, on the stand-up <laughs> desk after Rusty said something about that. And also, um, I, I just lost my train of thought. You're talking about Jonathan understands. Yeah, yeah, Jonathan understands that some of us are just doing it to get healthier, feel better, right. uh, get some weight of our, off of our knees and stuff like that. And I'm, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be doing the ropes right. and, you know, running seven miles and 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 this, that, and the other. See, that's my problem. Like when I decide to lose weight, I I want to go to to seal school. You were going like, zero I, to yeah, one hundred yeah, in yeah, five going, seconds. I don't want to. I don't want to start walking. I want to, yeah, you know, I want to climb, you know, climb the mountain. easiest meal I've ever earned <laughs> yeah. in my life. I mean, like, dude, it's so that's easy. my problem. I, like, I want, you know, it, like, I'll go join CrossFit. Yeah, you know, like I'm gonna start CrossFit and I'm gonna be the yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the big, the big thing is, I mean, in all honesty, the, it's so many people are, are like that. Not always in the training sense, but people just want to jump into a diet, get the fastest results possible. But when we look at it from a physiological standpoint and also just from a long-term sustainability mm-hmm. standpoint, you're not getting your, you may have results in the immediate future, but in the long term, like I was saying earlier, I mean, studies show 90% of people who get on these, these fad diets will lose or they will gain back more weight, not yes. the same. They will gain back more yeah, weight exactly. than they lost. I did so, it I did. in 2013. I did the HCG diet worst decision mm-hmm. I ever made in my life. Mm-hmm. I went from 235 pounds to 178 pounds in about six months, maybe five and a half months. And dude, I was killing it. And then I met Stacy, and I'm I didn't I'm not saying that because it's Stacy's fault. Right. But I met Stacy, started to get comfortable, fell in love, started yeah. and went right back to all my old habits. And now I was 261 pounds. Right. So he's exactly right. Yeah. It played out in my life over a over a uh, eight year period. I gained back everything plus 26 pounds. Yep. Because it was yeah, unsustainable. So that's why this time when I'm fasting, even though I'm, I've lowered my carbs a lot, I still am going to eat a baked right. potato. I'm going to make it to where I can live off of it the rest of my life, life and yeah. make it sustainable. Yeah. Right. And whatever yeah. that looks like. Yeah, that's yeah, it's important, too, to realize that when when we jump into the whether it's going and exercising for multiple hours a day or whether that's jumping into a diet that's that's feeding us not very many calories at all our body is god created us in a way that is incredible and we literally just adapt to everything and our body 
our metabolism slows down when we do that. And a lot of the times when I have, honestly, most of the times when I have people come to me, if they're not younger individuals, they'll come to me saying they're struggling with their metabolism. And I dig deep, like I was saying, getting connection, communication, and, and find out what have they done in the past and, and come to find out that they did these diets, multiple diets that really slow that, down their metabolism, set them back from a standpoint of, uh, their body's not running like it should be. Right. And that's number one, what we have to address is we got to get your body running like it should be. And, and kind of to, to come back to your, your question, talking about the online coaching, that's one of the biggest things is being able to identify that to people, set up a plan for them, uh, a periodized plan, not just saying we're going to do this and I'll let you know in the future what we're going to do. No, actually having a legitimate periodized plan to get you on track so your body's where it should be to lose weight. Then once we lose that weight, we're going to be able to keep it off forever. And then also like talking about the strength training, being able to have a plan for those people and and being able to, like you were saying, make it practical for them and not have have them jumping in on something that that they don't have to do or or that's not necessary so jonathan just real quick what uh, so i'm 50 i'll be 51 in july jody's 53 a much older 53 except for the hairline so my question yeah (laughs) rusty's a young 44 so let me ask you a question at a 50 year old male because this is something i don't do because i don't trust it for some for whatever reason i trust you what supplements meaning vitamins, do I need to be taking? Because I, I, I can tell you, I'm 50. I've never taken vitamins for more than a week my whole life, mm-hmm. ever. Yeah, yeah. So with vitamins, what we have to, vitamins and supplements, uh, ultimately, what we need to realize is those are just supplementary to what we're, we're doing and what we're intaking from a dietary standpoint. Um, but when we're, we're looking at what we... What I recommend for uh, the majority of people, number one is some type of omega-3 fat, which normally is going to come from like a fish oil. Um, That's my number one recommendation for um, something you can always take and be sure that you're getting benefits from it. Uh, Nowadays, they're showing all kinds of studies uh, that it it helps with fat loss, it helps with brain function. But in general, it's just good for us to have... uh, omega-3s more in our diet because we have a lot of omega-6 fats already in our diet so we want to balance those out Um, and then we can look at stuff like vitamin c vitamin d supplementing with that most people uh, nowadays don't get enough of that so that's always something uh, that i recommend for my clients and then ultimately uh, taking a multivitamin a good one not one that's just uh, one that you just pee out at the end of the day yeah exactly so taking a good multivitamin and taking enough of it that you're actually getting some uh some benefits from is important but like i was saying those those four things are ones i would recommend to most people or nearly everybody that i coach um but the other ones that i would recommend would be from an individual standpoint and would be based off of uh what people uh need to to help them achieve their goals but ultimately it's going to come down to making sure we're we're getting in our nutrients through our food and what we actually need because if we're not doing that then the supplements aren't gonna they're not gonna do much from a a health standpoint all right all right so i've got uh i'm gonna put you on the spot here jonathan and you you go as far as you want because what i don't want to happen is for you to sell your program here on 
Uh, if I yeah. were your new client today and I'm calling you up, what, and, and to be honest, I'm going to, so let's just consider this our, I'll be vulnerable as I can be, um, here on the podcast so everybody can hear. So like if you and I were just talking, I called you, I said, Jonathan, um, I want to do the program. Um, where do we start? So what do we do? What do we do from here? What, what would you what would you ask me? Um, what information do you need to know? Um, and how would we go about doing that? And just, you know, again, I don't want you to give all your secrets away because I do want people to call yeah. you and, and get you online yeah. and, and I'm not asking for anything free, uh, by any means, but just the, the opening process, like what, what would it be like? Yeah, definitely. I, I couldn't give you away any secrets anyways. It's, like I said, the the plan I set up is not cookie cutter. I couldn't give it to you right here because it's it's specific to each person. I sit down for thirty minutes to an hour and look over all the the details that I get down okay. and, and and make a plan from that. But originally, when I hop on a call with somebody, number one, I always ask them what are they struggling with initially. What what is your biggest struggle right now? Let's identify that and and let me get get some context about why you're struggling. Because without that, I'm kind of sitting here in this uh, this blank space of not really knowing how I can serve you and help you if I don't know what you're struggling with in the first place. So and then, is that a question? You want me I to answer that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Get it. What's that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I want you to. Yeah, answer. you want me to get that? Um, so I struggle. <laughs> I struggle with food in general. I love food. Um, I'm when I do get disciplined, I'm very disciplined. Like I, I went vegan for almost two years and ate nothing but, you know, if it had eyes or a mama, I didn't eat it. Like I literally um, had, and I, I did really well on that. My, yeah, pro did. my problem is, is when I'm not like that, man, I just like food. And uh, I do construction, you know, part-time Monday through Friday. So I'm pretty active. You know, I'm carrying two by fours and two by tens and, you know, packing concrete and different thing, you know, sheet metal, sheet, sheet rock and stuff like that. So I'm relatively active. Um, but I really, I like to eat like you know, literally today for lunch. Uh, I was, I was, uh, I was in my office most of the day. I didn't, I didn't go to the job site cause I was, I'm in seminary as well. So I was doing some school and all of a sudden it was like what you were talking about. I, I just, I felt hungry and I thought, man, I've got to eat. And next door we have this roast beef place next door to us. And I went over and got a roast beef sandwich, a large fry and a freaking Coke. And, uh, just that was for lunch. There, and I didn't know, think twice about something it. about you too, is a meal with your family oh, on yeah. the weekends. Yep. Like that's, that's like, uh, Re religion yeah. to you you love that yeah. well that and that always leads to a big meal, a big or meal yeah i like you know my family and i it's yeah. a it's a movie and a meal you know that yeah that's that's what we like to do so um so that's yeah that's my pro my my issue is that i love food and i want to be disciplined better at my portions at my you know the the, the kind of food that i'm eating and um I'm not, I, you know, that's my biggest problem. Yeah. So I, the next question I would just based off of that, the next question I would ask anybody who comes with uh, that, cause that's a pretty common thing is, I mean, even I, I love, love to eat, but the number one thing I would ask is the diets that you tried in the past. What, what do you think made you not be able to stick to those? And, and why do you think that ultimately you uh, failed at doing that? Well, I mean, I don't know if you've ever done vegan 
diet, it's not easy to do, especially as much as I was traveling at one time. And I, I did pretty good. I mean, I found a few restaurants, you know, if I were traveling to, to Taco Bell had a couple of uh, really good vegan meals and um, um, they called them a cantina bowl. They don't have them anymore. And yeah. um, so I was able to do that. Well, I was at a conference. I was at a men's conference and it was a fishing tournament. This was probably 2014. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally in the middle of nowhere. I love this story. I'm literally in the middle of nowhere, and the, we're at a fishing tournament. And so we go out in the morning. I, I was a, I was I did okay for breakfast. You know, I was able to eat some fruit and some oats, and you know, just kind of make sure that I was doing okay. Come back for lunch. I had a decent lunch. They had a salad. Well, dinner that night they had fried catfish, hush puppies, pork steaks baked potatoes and nothing green in the world except the grass that I was walking on. And, um, I fell off the wagon like a crack at it. Like <laughs> I, it'd been two years, almost I was vegan. I fell off, like literally did that. So it, it's sustainable for a while and it's expensive. Yeah. Like it's really, really expensive to be, uh, to be a vegan. It's crazy that a tomato costs more than, a, you know, four boxes of Mac and cheese. Literally, yeah. you know, you can yeah. buy, you can buy, Four box mac and cheese, especially if you get I, off. I was brand. actually going to ask that. What's your suggestion to people? You know, when they look at the pricing and stuff of you know, food and stuff. <laughs> that was another yeah, question I was going to ask. Yeah, that's good. I mean, so that's my. You know, that's my. I really like that. And then, um, and the reason that I went uh, vegan was not only because I was trying to lose weight, but I also get migraines. And I read somewhere or heard from somewhere that, you know, red meat sometimes causes inflammation and migraines and my migraines went away, like literally just went away. Uh, however, yeah. I've gotten them back um, since I've gone off that diet, uh, but they're not near as bad as they used to be. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think um, what I'm what I'm trying to get at through these conversations with with people on the original call is let's identify the issues in and identify the the red flags of, of what you've done in the past and what you're mm. struggling with. So just based off of that conversation, uh, even talking about your family meals, your uh, your movie night, whatever it is, mm. the the it seems like the big thing you struggle with is practicality and being able to to follow it in all circumstances, no matter where you are. Um, and then also just sustainability in the long term, well, which that, is normal for people. That in my mirror. Every time I look in the mirror, I still see the 18-year-old Jody. You know, like, yeah. it, mess, it messes yeah, me man. until yeah. I get on the flipping you scale. You know, I, I heard that we <laughs> how we thought of ourselves in seventh grade is how we think of ourselves the rest of our lives. Yeah, is it? Yeah. Like, uh, if you thought you were like this little bad dude in seventh grade, you were thinking Heck, yeah, I still old. think that, dude. <laughs> like, you know, well, like, I look in the mirror, yeah. and I'm thinking, yeah, the, the military Jody's right yeah, there. Yeah, so I, would, I just want to tell the guys out there, the reason I like what he's talking about is because it's all about uh, who you are. Yeah what you're dealing with he sees the heart issue right mm -hmm. i'm not even going to say the verse right. proverbs 423 i'll leave it at that it all comes back to your heart that causes right. the issues of life why do i love food more than this this yearning to be healthy and to honor god with my body why do i love mm -hmm. gluttony more than i love what then I love God mm -hmm. because he's the one that's trying to get me to do this. Right. And I'm telling him every day that I make a bad decision. I like my sin more than you today, or I love my sin more than you. I have to do this. Right. And we have been victims and self-righteous since the garden. 
Yep. Right? What did you do? She did it. He did it. <laughs> it was the devil. We've been victims right. since the garden. So earlier when you were talking about self-righteousness and justification, mm-hmm. we, we do that with everything, yeah, everything in our lives. That's good. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I th- it's definitely something too, uh, to, to identify that our, our body, when we take care of our body, that's a form of gratitude to God. I mean, obviously, I, I think we overlook the fact that God, he literally formed every single one of us. Right individually and that i think we take that for granted a lot of the times especially when it comes to the things we intake within our bodies and the the lack of physical activity that just not taking care of ourselves in general whether that's uh mental emotional whatever it is i think a lot of times we overlook that that standpoint of uh being grateful for for what we have and and the opportunities that that god has given us and that's one thing i post every single morning on my instagram and facebook story wake up grateful, count your blessings and spread some love. And that's just some, some things that I, I have it as my screensaver on my phone reminds me every single day. Those are things I live on and it all, every single one of those comes back to God and spread some love. Christ is love. So that, that clears that up. And then being grateful for what's God he's given us. And I think we, we overlook that aspect a lot of the times and and being able to re-identify that. So we all know it, but Say that, say, that again. I said, say that again for everybody so they can hear you. You said, wake up grateful and then what? Count your blessings and then uh, spread some love. Awesome. That's what That's good. every single morning I post that on my Instagram story. Try to inspire someone. And and honestly, for me, I post a lot of stuff that's a word for me. I, I, I repost a lot of stuff that pastors will say, and I'll put a word underneath something that went through my mind and, and trying to, to encourage somebody else. But a lot of times it's just a word for me. And I, and I think that's something to... To always think about too is is you have the opportunity to impact others and and i know one thing you were talking about your family it's a, it's a thing to get together and mm-hmm. and be able to uh to have that meal together and i know for me i've it's it's awesome for me to see the impact i've had on my family uh it's not only me but uh i originally started like i said changing my diet and from there it, it's awesome to see my family start to take on uh, some of those practices right. and, and you can be the person it's important. I always remind people that you can be the person to create change and, uh, and be able to help your family and others around you. So Boom, that's something I dude, always you got no excuses <laughs> no now, kidding. dude. He just dropped some wisdom on you. Well, oh, yeah. man, he's so killing me. It, it, clearly when you're, when you're asking uh, people questions, you're also using the discernment that the Holy spirit is giving you because like you're asking questions, but I can just tell in your facial expressions mm-hmm. by what you're hearing me or what you're hearing Jody saying, you're you're looking at it at a deeper level down to the heart, and you're trying to get to the crux of that. You know, if I, in in business, I'm an operations guy, so I we do like five whys and we do lean processes and stuff like that. So you you ask questions to get to the root cause, mm-hmm. right? And it sounds like that's what you're doing with the questions that you're asking. Yeah. I- Exactly. And a lot of the times people don't realize it, but their their eating habits and their lack of, of physical health is a result of of things that they're uh they're just within their mind. I have a lot of clients who struggle and they'll uh they'll say negative things about themselves or they'll have these these ideas, these uh biases within their mind. And I don't I just don't tolerate that kind of stuff. I point it out every single time somebody messages it to me or says it to me. Because uh, like I was saying earlier, the way we talk and the way we speak to ourselves 
the way we say things out loud, it matters and people will overlook it. And, and when you can start to uh, reintroduce the, the positive aspect and the gratitude mm-hmm. and, and looking at it from a different standpoint and, and seeing the, the really just seeing God in it is, is really what it comes down to you will grow so much and you'll start to overcome those beliefs that you have. Ben and I are like the guy that Paul talks about, you know, taking a look in the mirror and then walking away and forget what your face looks like. Yeah. Cause you and I, one week it'll be like, we need to encourage each other. Okay. We'll encourage each other. I'm praying for you. And then (laughs) 20 minutes later, it's like, Hey fatty. (laughs) The minute I get a half a pound under you, I'm like, what's up fatty? No, but no, me and you are. So what he just said, me and you are very self deprecating. Yeah. Like we do, like earlier, my comment about mm-hmm. Shrek, God convicted me. I didn't say nothing, mm-hmm. but he's trying to get me. Don't say things like that about yeah. yourself, right? right? You're wonderfully made. Yes, I want you to do this, 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 and this, but right. you got to stop making jokes about yourself That's to really be funny good. because underlying, it really it does go yeah, back to the, I wouldn't call it self-hate, but it's self-loathing. Yeah, for me, if I well, don't hate yeah, myself, but I don't, I don't yeah. like myself as much as I right. should. You're, right? You're masking. That's things. exactly right. You start masking. Yeah, I do the same thing a lot of times. When I, you know, I know, and, and all people really truly understand where they are with God, even when they don't think they do. You know, they if they get to the heart of the issue, they'll realize that this sin in their life is hindering them, whether it's gluttony or lust or pride or you know, worry, fear, doubt, whatever those things are, we know those truly deep in our heart. The Holy Spirit's convicting us. We just got to realize that we need to to get those out of our lives. And a lot of times we do that by self-deprecating, which is not a good form of positivity, obviously, in your life. So. Yeah, I, I, I mentioned it in passing earlier, but the Holy Spirit, Jonathan, convicted me one day, and he said, Ben Neely, self-deprecation is not humility and I know the difference. Right. So don't try to be so and act like you're all humble because you're not. So we're going to work on true humility and you're not going to work on humility just with your mouth to service. Right. So a couple yeah. things, a couple things real quick. Um, do you is 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 for an example, just for our, our listeners who may desire to use your services, do you have a price that you offer or is it custom for everybody or are you just trying to figure out where everybody is and again don't don't just you know don't don't say anything that you're not comfortable with i didn't know if maybe you had a uh one size fits all pricing or anything like that yeah i I do have pricing generally speaking i like to to get on a phone call with everybody and talk to them first and be able to get down and and really be able to connect with them because a lot of the times uh when you, you set a price up out uh, in the forefront, people will kind of, it's just sitting in the back of their mind right, and that's exactly. all they're thinking about. Yeah. And I want to, I don't want the price to be a barrier ever. ever. I always try to, to work with people uh, within reason, but ultimately um, things, my belief is things of value are worth putting value into it. Um, and then, and, and, and with the, the pricing stuff, it's not, I'm not super expensive in all honesty. I'm, I'll just put that out there. I, I don't want to say my prices on out yeah, loud, yeah. but um, yeah. I'm not super expensive compared to a lot of other coaches. But yeah, it's definitely uh, something that I generally uh, wait for on a phone call oh, just because it, it, it does. Yeah, I totally place, get that. Uh, One of the things that we used to say when we were personal training and, and talking about price um, is, you know, people would always ask, why is it so expensive? We say, because you need it. 
Yeah, you know, exactly. if you didn't need it, you wouldn't be talking to me. Well, I can't afford. I can't afford it. No, you can't afford not no. to, uh, because your health is. I'll, man, I'll give you a perfect example of that. A lot of our conferences that we do will have a, um, you know, an opportunity for them to do a scholarship. You know, we'll have people donate extra money and you know come to a scholarship. Majority of the people who do not come are the people who got it free. They yep. end up not showing up yeah. on a Friday or a Saturday because they got it free. Yeah. The ones who paid showed up. So, you know, you're going to get what you pay for kind of deal. And I, I appreciate you that. And I didn't mean to put you on the spot there because I, I, no. I didn't know if maybe it was like, you know, here's a, a, a bronze, silver, and gold pricing or something well, like if, that. You know, so. if you think yeah. about it, if you think about it too, some of the stuff that you're going to be cutting out of your life when you start talking to a guy like Jonathan is going to pay for yeah. it. You're going to stop going to Starbucks and buying the iced coffee that, you know, is is yeah. is, is putting an That's instant true. 800 calories on your body at right. five in the morning. And you're going to stop spending money yeah. on fast food and this, that and the other. So it's going to be and your a medical wash bills and, and your medical bills. Yeah. And it's going to be a wash anyway. So yeah. especially I believe him. I, I would bet that Jonathan is reasonably placed because it sounds like to me. Jonathan's doing this because it's a calling on his life well, yeah. and he wants to help people, not because he wants to get rich off of it. Yeah. That may be a result of it one day, right. but I don't think that's the reason he's doing it. Right. But to be fair, I mean, it doesn't really matter what his price is. It is reasonable. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's saving your, you it's know, saving making your you health or giving you a few you years. Healthy and yeah. uh, you're paying yeah. for the, the question I always ask people is, is what, Honestly, I don't even give them a price until I ask them this question. I'll say, what value do you place on your health? What right. value do you place on this? Because I, I want to know, and I will tell them, offend me. If, if you don't think it's worth whatever, lowball me. You're right. not going to offend me. Right. Because ultimately, that's what you place on your health. That's not... Right. Uh, representation of me that's what you're you're placing on on your value of, well, of your health i like the fact too that he has the conversation first because i'm sure you talk to people jonathan and it's not a fit from one side or the other or right. maybe both of you it may just after that first conversation i don't know that you ever have but i would assume after that first conversation you've got a pretty good idea whether it's a fit for you for the both of you right and and they probably yeah. do too yeah that's good yeah, exactly. It's funny you said I actually was uh, a lady messaged me direct like two minutes before I got on here. She was uh, asking me what my prices were. And I just told her um, I'd like to get on a phone call first to number one, hear your goal was a number two, see if we're a fit, because if we're not yeah. a fit, there's no point in, in us doing this right. thing. So uh, it's more than just uh, me getting money and helping you and you achieving health. It, like I said, it's way more than that. It's connection. It's, it's growth in all areas of our life. Yeah, you ever gone to buy a car? And yeah. you, the salesman asks you what you're looking what you're, for, and you, you know, tell him, and, it, and the yeah. and the, you describe a Honda Civic, and he's trying to sell you a pilot. Yeah, I don't want that. Right. You ask me what I want or what I'm going. Now that doesn't mean you're not going to try to walk me down a path that's a little bit different because right. I don't know what I want as far as my health, but. I mean, if I tell you I'm not, don't ever want to be ripped, don't ever want to be a power lifter, but I like to walk and run, right. then build a plan around that from me. Yeah, that's and good. then maybe, maybe as I see that work, you can talk me into doing kettlebells and mm -hmm. dumbbells and, and we get to there, but you know, this, Can't this thing, like yeah, yeah. You, you can, with, with your body type, your weight, because I've somebody done, you can get discouraged really fast. Big time.
You know what yeah. I'm saying? You can get discouraged really fast. And, and uh, you know, I suspect a person that's good at this type of business that he's doing this type of a uh, career is, is gotta be, you know, he, he, he's gotta be very encouraging, right. especially at the beginning. Yeah. Heck or he's yeah. going to scare you away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's I, about, it's about building practical steps and, and something that works for you. Like I was saying, a lot of, a lot of my clients, um, some of them I'll have, I'll start them off with a more complex thing. Some of them, I just simply have them start drinking more water, eating more protein, and then getting some more steps in. And then we'll just go from there and just start building small things. Right. Cause not everybody can handle a lot at once. A lot of people aren't, aren't in the current situation where they, they need to be dealing with that extra stress. So like you were saying, it's, it's important to, to be able to establish things that you can, you can build on and then work up from there. And I've got a quick question for you. Um, if, you know, we're kind of talking about all of these things, and I know we've put your uh, link a couple times in the uh, chat, uh, Transcend Performance and Nutrition. Is that how people get hold of you is just by calling the number or actually signing up for that form down on the bottom of it? Yeah, so actually right now my website is being updated. So the okay. website's not the best place to go. Okay. Um, I would – my Instagram and my Facebook is the best place to contact me. Um uh, get on there. I have within my my bios on both of my um, Facebook and my Instagram. I have a calendar link, and then you can set up a call on there, and uh, whatever works for you, get on a call. But yeah, the my Instagram and Facebook right now is the best place to reach me with my website being uh, updated. And those are all Jonathan Lutz. They're all yeah. Okay. It's Jonathan. Um, John, or actually, it's Lutz Jonathan underscore correct for okay. your Instagram. And I'm gonna spell so, and we'll spell we'll spell them out. And we'll put them all in the chat as well. Well, let's spell it out for the people who are just listening. So that's L U T Z, Jonathan J O N A T H A N underscore. So and that's important. No H, no H after the O in Jonathan, right? Yes. That's correct. So, uh, all right. So we got a few more minutes here, Jonathan. It, it's crazy that two hours went by that quick. Um, so I've got a, I've got a, I guess a, a spiritual question to ask you. So favorite ones. So, so you're in these gyms, and um, you're good looking. Are you single? Or are you married? Single. Okay. <laughs> Why would you? Uh, I've, I've had an interesting. Well, I'm just uh, asking. Like, I mean, I couldn't imagine being. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you. So all how how do you stay? You know, this, I'm a, I hope I don't throw you under the bus right. here. But how do you stay pure? How do you how do you how do you control your mind? How do you capture your thoughts uh, in a gym uh, with spandex, with women, with you know being single? Um, Hopefully one day God will send you your spouse, whatever. How do you personally do that? And um, how would you encourage other men to be able to do that? Yeah, it's funny. I was actually um, one of the my men's group that I'm, that I'm in. I was talking to some of the guys. We were actually all just talking last week about um, that that kind of urge, the desire for us as men to, to have that mindset in. Uh, deal with those struggles of 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 the day to day that a lot of people wouldn't uh, think about, but especially as a Christian man, it's even more. But I think number one is just asking and and, and praying to God for that clarity of mind. Uh, definitely, it's not. I'm I'm not going to sit here and say that it's that I'm perfect by any means and that I never struggle with anything like that because that would be a hundred percent a lie. But um, definitely being in constant prayer with God throughout the day 
Um, and I know for me, that's something that over the past year has, has changed my life is just constantly being in communication with God, whether, I mean, I don't have to literally be sitting there praying, but just thinking, uh, God help me to, to keep my eyes on, on you seek first your kingdom, not this kingdom. That's always Mm, something that's in the back of my mind. And so that would be my number one thing would be, uh, advice would be number one, pray about clarity of mind. Um, and then being constant prayer throughout the day, whether that's just talking to God, uh, minute by minute, thinking through things when you're getting frustrated, when you're driving, whatever it is, just being constant, uh, contact with God. And then from a standpoint of, of dealing with it practically, um, it's honestly just working on just like I've been talking about through this whole time, building the habit of not doing those things of not looking, keeping our eyes up, not, not looking, turning around and looking at some girl that just walked past you, just building the habit and in the discipline and the self-control, all these things we've been talking about, it, it, it just carries over to so many different areas. And, That's good. and when we, we get this, uh, obviously when God intercedes and, and gives us that clarity of mind, and then we have these, these habits and the self-discipline to keep ourselves from doing it, we'll, we're just much better off. And I know personally that that's where I turn in that, in that situation. That's awesome, dude. So, um, as we wrap up here, I, I, I want to thank you for, um, man, just getting on here and, and, you know, sharing your story and sharing your business and your heart. And I can tell that you're, you're a pretty wise young man. And, uh, I think that's uh, really cool that you're following God and following your heart in this, uh, fitness world. And it's not an easy world. I, I know that. And, uh, but God's leading you that direction. And so, uh, I'm probably going to get on your calendar and, and get, you know, a time with you to talk. I need you to promise me something, though. If you see Ben's number, make sure you block it, okay? Don't allow him to. Uh, <laughs> make sure you don't. All right, all right. Don't, Listen, don't, I won this contest before it started. Don't take it's his phone. Over. Do not it's take over. his phone call, please. <laughs> yeah, Ben's too yeah. funny. I, I see a difference in Ben's eyes. Like, he's got he's got the eye of the tiger. It was, and, a, it was a heart issue. Yeah, and his, his heart's changed, yeah, and he heart's looks, changed. he's looking good and looking great, and I'm starting to feel convicted on because this is everything that I wrote my first book off of was based on the discipline of a godly man. And it, it did, it, it went in not only in my spirit, uh, where I've, I've gone through the Bible probably 20 times in the last 15 years. And, um, but it also went into my, my life physically, like I was actually doing stuff and, uh, eating well and making sure that I look good make sure when I did conferences that, you know, when I start talking about discipline, I didn't have anybody in the audience thinking, well, I'm not gonna listen to that fat far. Well, th- this isn't just a plug. This is dead serious. Your book pursuit of a godly life literally addresses how we build on, we, mm-hmm. we achieve this and we build up to what, what is it? The verses first Peter, uh, second Peter chapter second one Peter, okay. or chapter. Yeah. Chapter one, five so, through 12. Right. Yeah. So, so we build, you know, we start with, mm-hmm. what was it? Is it love? So your, um, oh, I just want it's your faith, your faith and knowledge and your knowledge, uh, perseverance, and your perseverance, right. godliness and your godliness, brotherly kindness and your brotherly kindness, 
love. Is but the way like, you yeah. describe it in the book is each is a building block to the next. Right, exactly. It's exactly what we're talking about yeah. with everything we've talked about tonight. That's good. And Jonathan, I'm glad you came on, man. I remember when you first got on the 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 Man Up community page. And I just remember the name. I remembered you were a fitness guy. And when I saw your name on the on the guest list, I'm like, man, he's on. He went from just getting on the page a few years back to on the podcast. So I'm glad we have you, man. That's awesome. Yeah, man. It, it's awesome to see how how thing how God works stuff out like that. I know with me, I just ran across the page and and saw some of the posts and the the conversations that were going on in the the group, and I just joined. And this comes out of it, which is it's awesome to see. And God works. Man, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, brother, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, again, we'll uh, we'll have all the information to get a hold of you in our comments on the Facebook page, Facebook group, YouTube, um, so people will be able to get a hold of you. I pray that, man, if you're listening and and you're struggling like me, give Jonathan a call. Give him a give him an opportunity to to maybe walk you through some some processes that you need to get in your life and uh, see if it sticks. And, yeah, I mean, uh, I, we we believe we believe God put all this together, mm -hmm. so we believe God put brought Jonathan tonight. At least have that initial conversation with Amen. him and see yeah. where it goes from there. <laughs> yeah, I, was, you know? I said I beat you both to it because I already signed up. Oh, Jordy signed up. Seven thirty. So Rusty signed up already, bro. <laughs> don't don't take yeah. Rusty's call either. No, right, you can take <laughs> Rusty's call. He's too skinny to win the contest. <laughs> So Rusty maybe <laughs> needs to lose 18 pounds, right? Uh, so it's about 25. Yeah, maybe 25. So he <laughs> can't win anyway. Go ahead. Yeah. Bands guys. Yeah, yeah, there. definitely. Appreciate nobody it. hesitate to, to get on. And I would, even if it didn't work out, I would love to get to talk to as many people as I can. I love to, to talk to like-minded men. So I appreciate awesome. awesome. uh, y'all letting me on here and talk with y'all. All right, brother. Well, thank you so much, and uh, have a great night, and God bless you, man. We'll be praying God for you. And y'all too. All right. Hey, y'all keep God doing God's work with, with what you're doing. Amen. Thanks, my man. Amen. God thank bless. You, man. Yeah. Bye. You have a good one. All right, guys. That was a great, great call. Yeah. What a good guy, man. Yeah. I mean, he was just uh, uh, wise for as young as he is and um, got some great knowledge and some uh, great understanding. That's really cool. So. I'm, I'm on a mission to be able to, at some point, be able to do uh, in my career, because I'm probably always going to have to work, what I, what, I, what I would love to do, or where, and, and, I, and I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not there. Like, I love my job. It's made me a, a good career, but I'm not doing, you're, you're doing pastoring. Right. You love to do it. Jonathan is doing uh, fitness. Right. He loves to do it. I don't know about Rusty. Rusty's doing IT. I don't know whether Rusty loves it or not. <laughs> but I'm not doing, I'm not doing what I want right. to love to do. And and part of that's my own fault because you spend money, you you work yourself, you know well, this, yeah. that, or the other. Think you, about how life goes, though. I mean, sometimes you're just you're trying to survive, right? And you get to a place where fine, like I. I you know, not too long ago, I, I did a series through Ecclesiastes. And, you know, sitting at the end of your life, looking back, you're going, man, look at all the stupid all stuff I did. It's all vanity. The stuff I did, why can't I go back or why can't I start at this place where I love God and I love people and I love what he's, his purpose in my life? Most of us, we start off going, okay, what's the world got for me? How can I yeah. do this, this, and this? And the next thing you know, you're 45, 50 years old going, I don't like what I do. Um, 
And that's that's why it was for me. I mean, until God called me to full time ministry, I was miserable um, just doing what I was doing. It took me took me 12 or almost 15 years to get to that place uh, after I gave my life to the Lord. And man, it's it's tough. And, you know, I am I am doing what I love to do at church and outreach and mission. Mm -hmm. But it's so maybe I'm maybe I'm being a little hard on it. Mm -hmm. You know, this there you're still doing construction, even though you're a full time pastor. So. You know, it is what it is, but I, I just, I guess I want to do more. Unfortunately, of it. you still got to pay for stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a problem there. So, well, guys, uh, thank you so much for another awesome night. And, uh, folks, join us next Monday at 8 o'clock. Uh, ben and I will uh, be here again along with Fergoza and Rusty. And we just thank you for following us. Uh, be sure to share it. And uh, we will see you guys next week. God bless. You've been listening to the Man Up God's Way podcast. Visit us on Facebook, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and our website at manupgodsway.org.